0: We started the fire. Yes, the fire rises. Welcome back to Fuel on the Fire. We can now talk about the Super Bowl because it's over. No <laughs> more wondering what the best offense ish in the league against the best defense ish in the league. We saw it. It was a little clunky from time to time. Yeah, but Andy Reid, you got what it. I ever wanted. <laughs> Can we finally put the Hall of Fame coach d- 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 opinion away? He's a Hall yeah, of Fame coach now. Over. Stop it, people! It's over. Don't ask me that question anymore. Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach.
1: If We're, anybody asks the question at this point, it deserves a one
0: one word answer,
1: and that's just yes. Yes. And then just walk away. You don't have to say anything else. That's all you gotta say is yes. He's okay. in the Hall
0: of Fame. That's All right. A, Andy Reid, of course, near and dear to my heart as an Eagles fan, finally gets a ring. LaShawn well, McCoy gets a ring, too, although he was <laughs> inactive, unfortunately. Did not get to see him take a snap in the Super Bowl, which mm-hmm. it was a little sad because I was hoping yeah. I'd get to see it. I mean, he, you know he would have been jacked up for that game. He, oh, he yeah. would have given you something. But Damien Williams was just fine. He did what he needed to do. Uh Patrick Mahomes was a little shaky. He was a little shaky. But he was still Super Bowl MVP, so we got to give that to him. Mm -hmm. Um, Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown, but he really wasn't as involved as I thought he would be.
1: Uh, Well, I, I will give some credit to the San Francisco defense. At the beginning of the game, they were very, very, very good. And they were rushing Mahomes. They got him thinking that I, I got to get the of the ball quickly. He, that he didn't have the time that he was accustomed to. And then I thought that could be it. Like maybe they figured this out. They know how to stop Mahomes. Just get in his face. And they're good at doing that. They got a good defense. And then the fourth quarter came. And if we can rewind the tape two <laughs> weeks ago when I said that – the Niners let the Packers back in the game. And obviously, it wasn't a game, a game because they were crushing them at that point. But they let them back in the game. They gave them points. I said, You cannot do that to the Chiefs. Nope. The Chiefs will take advantage of you and it will not work for you. And here we go. They let off. You could see the defense would step back a little further than what they were before. They weren't putting pressure on Mahomes like they were. And Mahomes made the plays that needed to be made, and that was it. I mean, you just cannot, you cannot let
0: up on him. Part of that, them letting up, could be because the Niners had a couple of three and outs, and they didn't let their defense get a sufficient rest where Bosa could just come back in and ready to rip-roar through that line because he was pretty much manhandling Eric Fisher like, All game. Yeah, he was. And their offense did not do enough, and they did not help their defense stay off the field enough. And the Chiefs just took advantage of it, even though Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions. The offense was able to make the plays when they needed to, like a 33- and a 42-yard catch. I mean, Tyreek Hill was wide open on that one towards the end of the (laughs) game when they needed it. It was like third and 12 or something like that, and they made the plays. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, Jimmy Garoppolo did not look like a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback. Their defense needed to do way more than that for him to be successful.
1: Yeah, we were watching Super Bowl together and you said, alright, this is at the end of the game, you said this is where Garoppolo can make his case. Make your case to be not only not just a franchise player because he's still going to be the guy for the time being. But th- make your case that you can be a Super Bowl champion and one of the best. One of the greats. It's a possibility here. But he just couldn't step it up. And we kind of Kind of predicted that was going to happen anyway at that point, but hey, if he could step up and make the game a game and not <laughs> just get crushed at the end of the game, where it's like, wow, you were had a ten point lead in the fourth quarter and you gave it up. Now go back and get it, but he just couldn't do it. I just he doesn't have the perfect weapons either. I'll, I will say that as far as throwing the ball, sure. you got Kelsey or not Kelsey, you got Kittle, but. It's just not enough there. Debo's nice, and Emmanuel Sanders is good, but it's just not what you need to win a Super Bowl for wide receivers, and that's why most of their wins came from defense and running the ball. It wasn't Garoppolo.
0: Which is weird because the entire playoffs, the 49ers were running over everybody, and they were ahead in the fourth quarter. And they yep. couldn't run the ball as successfully as they had been. And yeah. it just it feels weird that a team that was built to take time off the clock with their running game being ahead by a score, and that was all they needed. And they weren't able to do it against the Chiefs. So credit to the Chiefs' defense for yeah, getting them off the field in those three and outs. That, I feel bad for D Ford being on the other side of the field this year. <laughs> he should have made the Super Bowl last year and didn't, and this year he yeah, does, yeah. and his old team is the one that beats him. So I mean it wasn't uh, an entire defensive performance because there was some suspect plays. Daniel Sorensen was Garden Kittle and some other guys and he didn't look like he was doing the best. He made a couple plays here and there, but and Tyron Matthew was he, he was there but we really didn't hear his name called that much. Uh, So it was just kind of a, they must've been playing the, their positions where they were supposed to be and not giving up any big plays. And that's basically what happened.
1: Yeah. Um, It just go, I just go back to the, we thought it would be a high scoring game. And I guess it ended up being fairly high scoring, but it just, we thought, okay, Kansas city's going to take it to them. And we, they got that touchdown. We were like, okay, this is it. They're going to turn it on and then they shut them down again. Yep. So it's like, okay, now maybe the San Francisco defense, the San Francisco team can actually beat this team. I, I was, I had hope for San Francisco, even though I kind of wanted Kansas city and Andy Reed to get, you know, his super bowl and all that. But I thought maybe this team could actually do it, but then they just let up. And to me, that's, I know they're tired and all that stuff, but I think it was more of a coaching decision to say here is what we have to do so we don't lose the game. But that is never the way you want to coach a game. You gotta to play to win the game, not to not to not lose. And that's that's just what I saw
0: while I was watching it. Speaking of coaching, Kyle Shanahan. Do you remember the last time he was in a Super Bowl? Uh no. He was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons when oh, they were up yeah. 28 to 3 on the New England <laughs> Patriots now Kyle Shanahan as offensive coordinator and head coach has been outscored 46 to nothing in the fourth quarter and overtime in his two Super Bowl appearances
1: mm. now I'm not going to put all, all that on him because he was the offensive coordinator and he's an offensive minded person so I, I the defensive coordinator takes some blame obviously To your head coach, you have the final say. So, but I'm guessing he'd probably trust him as defensive coordinator to make the right decisions. But to me, that was just unacceptable. Like, you just keep taking it to him. I know you're tired, but it's the Super Bowl. You got to keep going at it. And if you need somebody who is, you know, not winded, get somebody not winded. Just have (laughs) them run and get in there as quick as possible. You're not going to take Bosa out. He's your best running or uh, pass rushing guy on the team. But I don't know, it just it seemed lackluster
0: in my opinion. It did. Uh, there was something left to be desired about that San Francisco offense in this game. And yep. it showed because we knew at some point you're going to have to score against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs scored 30-plus points in every game in the postseason. And they were behind in every single game by at least 10 (laughs) points at some point. But you can never count them out. And like you said, when Mahomes scored that first touchdown and he was jacked up, we were like, "Uh uh-oh, you don't want to let Mahomes get that confidence. That's what happened against the Texans. That's what happened against the Titans. So we knew that he was feeling it. Now, old San Francisco D did step up, and they didn't take off and start scoring points in bunches like we thought maybe was going to happen. But, that being said, I just saw something <laughs> in the chat that it really does ring true. Alex Smith probably would have done a better job than Jimmy Garoppolo Ooh. in that offense. I really think yeah. he is a better decision-maker than Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you remember, I don't remember if it was this preseason or the previous preseason, where like, Jimmy Garoppolo's first five passes were intercepted by the defense? I'm like, well, is that an indication that the defense is doing well or that Jimmy Garoppolo is doing bad? What is it? But it that made me think. Yeah, of course it was. But, uh, yeah, Alex Smith would not have done the same things that Jimmy Garoppolo did. I think um, they didn't incorporate a screen game like they probably could have. The Chiefs were not that great against the run, and they were able to not let San Francisco go hog wild. So it was a very odd Super Bowl performance by both sides. It was not what we expected. The outcome ended up being kind of what we expected. We both picked the Chiefs last week. Uh, I thought it was going to be a blowout, and it could have been a blowout, but the Chiefs just couldn't put that dagger in until the very end of the fourth quarter, and finally it was okay. It's finally done. Chiefs fans can breathe Andy Reid can uh, try and drink as much Gatorade that came his way um, and get his uh, double cheeseburger or whatever it was. <laughs> he sent me that meme earlier. <laughs> uh, yes, oh, man, Network uh, mentions the motion runs with Debo. We uh, talked briefly about yeah. that in the fantasy episode. He looked electric on some of those runs, yeah. and it was working. So I'm kind of confused why they didn't keep with it. Because there was one where it looked like he was going to pass the ball. It was like a (laughs) third and two, and they made that little motion run with him, and he kind of took a step back. And I was like, "Oh, oh, what do we got? But it must have been covered up. But he was able to run up the middle at that point and get the first down still. So it looks like Debo has the vision. And maybe even Debo has an arm. These trick plays can come in handy. He can catch. He's got some long arms. I Again, we like him for next year uh, yeah. for fantasy purposes. But unfortunately, I think he's going to get drafted higher than we want him. Yeah. And
1: uh, I'll say this about Debo. Um, maybe he should be the quarterback for the <laughs> oh, <eight>. oh that's <laughs> I'm, sorry, not I'm sorry. Right? I'll just I'll take that back. I'll take <laughs>
0: it back. So, in bringing up Alex Smith again, he was the quarterback mm-hmm. for the Chiefs the mm-hmm. first year that Mahomes was in the league during his rookie yeah. season. So, there may have been a uh, mentorship, as if you will, uh, that taught Patrick Mahomes how to. Take things calmly, yes, not be as – obviously he's a gunslinger. He's going to take risks, but he has more of a cannon arm than Alex Smith ever did. Uh, Uh, I mean, yeah. (laughs) But quarterbacks in Andy Reid's system have always been successful as well. Uh, Alex Mm -hmm. Smith was never that quarterback that you thought of as a fantasy-type quarterback until Andy Reid took him – uh, you know, traded for him. I'm like, yeah, I think we can do that with Alex Smith. And he did. I mean, he was like the fantasy MVP for one season. We traded for Alex Smith in a league we did together that year where he was going hog wild. So <laughs> yeah. Andy Reid knows his quarterbacks and he makes do with what running backs he's got uh, and they are world champions. And that's uh I yeah, don't know if we can say much more than the that. Chiefs
1: uh the Chiefs deserved it i they're just I, to me they're the best team in the league I, I there's no question to me and when we were watching uh the playoff games and i'm sitting there watching mahomes it, that is the most exciting kind of game to watch i mean when he is just out there just pumping his fist you can't even explain the type of energy he had but they deserve to win every single one of those games, and they deserve to win the Super Bowl. And full congratulations to the Chiefs. I'm glad they won it. Glenn, Andy Reid won it. I'm glad they got a 50 year uh, <laughs> a window out of there. Right, and they right. Don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> no, hundredth year Jets of the NFL and
0: 50 years since the Chiefs had won. It seems kind of fitting.
1: Yeah, the Jets need to do something now
0: because uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, uh, You mean Jets and Robbie Anderson? <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough about the Super Bowl. We've got a few other things that we can talk about. We can talk about the Super Bowl commercials and the halftime show. Uh, First, I want to say when the NFL let 32 kids in team jerseys run onto the field to deliver the game ball, Mm -hmm. a Lions uniform made it to the Super Bowl for the first time. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I've been bad on Lions fans the last few <laughs> weeks, but I read that. I was like, that's that's not right, but that I'm still going to say it. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's true. It is. It is the truth.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a few teams that still have not been to the Super Bowl and still uh, quite a few that have not won it. Uh, it seems weird. You know, mm-hmm. it's Super Bowl 54, and uh, there's still probably like, what, uh, a quarter of the league that hasn't won a Super Bowl yet which uh, seems weird, but then you think about it, and we've got the Jaguars who've never been. The Panthers have been to two but haven't won one. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Lions never have done anything of any note. Um, (laughs) And uh,
1: The Bills have never won one. Yeah, and they've They've been to four straight straight Super Bowls. So there's a lot of
0: Vikings. Oh, man, yeah. I work with some Vikings fans. You've worked with some Vikings fans. They are... Mm -hmm. They are a bitter bunch, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, let's talk uh, about some of the commercials because obviously mm -hmm. there was some good ones and there was some bad ones and there was some ones where we were just, we were looking at each other like, why? What was that? Well, you spent how many millions of dollars (laughs) to do what? And then there's this one, Michelob. Not a very, you know... Amazing commercial, but they spent $10 million on a Super Bowl ad to tell us that they'll donate a million dollars to farmers if we basically spend $450 million buying their beer. So if you don't really think about the logistics of this commercial, they're like, oh, they're doing a good job. They want to donate money to the farmer. Well, they could have just done that that 10 times over and not made a commercial, and they would have looked 10 times better. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, And I don't remember what the commercial was.
0: It was nothing I special. I just remember that like pure gold or something like yeah, that. And i we're like, that. oh whatever. I don't drink Michelob. I've never liked it, so we're not getting an endorsement from them <laughs> on this show. Um but then there was some funny ones. There was the Jason yeah. Momoa one where he ended yeah, up being a tiny funny. little weakling. That was fun. <laughs> that was funny, especially with all the uh, females out there that go goo goo gaga over Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. They're probably like, "No, don't do that to him." But you know, <laughs> he looks good like me. Yeah, no. Something anyway. like that. Anyway, I
1: like the Cheetos fingers one. That was that that one
0: entertaining. Yeah, with uh, we should look up see how old MC Hammer is. I mean, (laughs) he's he's got to be getting up there too. Getting up there too. Yeah, let's let's see if I can find it real quick. Uh, I'll ask (laughs) Google. How old is MC Hammer? Fifty six. Wow. 56.
1: Man, you just don't realize how fast time flies.
0: Makes me feel even older than I already (laughs) do. That's not good. I mean, we said J-Lo is 50, Hammer is 56. Oh, man. And then there was eh, possibly my favorite commercial towards the end, but that's only because Groundhog Day is basically my favorite movie And that was a great way to kind of, you know, bring it all around because it was Groundhog's Day, and that was a a great – I think they only made the commercial, like, a week or two ago too because there was an article, I'm like, whoa, like, that's cool. But Bill Murray up to end at it again. Ned? Ned Ryerson? No, no, let's not do this all over again. Um Was there anything else uh commercial wise that stood out to you? It seemed like there wasn't a lot of course, it's then there was
1: ones are okay. It was uh, I like that they intertwined them within other like little commercial bits and whatnot, and I thought that was unique. Um, there was something else I can't remember. I thought it was good. I missed the snickers one. There was a Snickers one. one? I don't think I saw I that one either. It. Huh. There was something like with a hole in the ground. I I missed it. I I would got up and got some kind of food or whatever it was, and I missed that one. Mm, that's too bad. There was <laughs> there was something else though that I remember thinking that was funny, or at least it was you know entertaining. I, the Super Bowl commercials aren't what they used to be. No, and that's pretty much that.
0: <laughs> well, here's a, a side note on the Super Bowl again. Uh, apparently, Wes Welker was a wide receivers coach for the Forty ers And at that point, Wes Welker, before Sunday, was 0-3 in Super Bowls. So you don't want Wes Welker on Mm. your team in any capacity, Mm. apparently, to be uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Sorry, Wes Welker still doesn't have a ring. Did he even remember a thing? I mean, he got hit so many times, he did so get hard. It pretty bad,
1: <laughs> man. How many concussions did he end up having?
0: Uh, that is a good question. One that I'm not going to look up at this particular moment.
1: <laughs> it was more than four. I'm going to say that for guarantee.
0: Yes, probably. Uh, a couple other quick things that uh, I saw over the last couple of weeks here. Um, the Bears Twitter account was hacked and apparently they tried to trade away khalil Mack while they were inside the bears twitter account (laughs) let's uh,
1: trade the best player on our team that makes sense
0: well i mean if you're gonna get in there and you're gonna try something you gotta lead with you know your (laughs) most valuable asset yeah um let's see if there was any (laughs) uh, quotes or anything from bears fans here when it's too late they have to trade him now (laughs) Rule number one of the CBA says, no givesy backsies. (laughs) Oh, man, these are some good ones. Uh, Just minutes later, a Saudi-based group called Our Mind took credit for the hack. They said they did so in order to announce that we're back and to show people that everything is hackable. So that's because everyone knows that the Chicago Bears Twitter account is the gold standard of cybersecurity. Uh, somebody else says the password was bears one two three. Yeah, probably wouldn't doubt it. Oh man, Khalil Hack. Yes, no. <laughs> uh, I saw. Oh, oh, network mentioned earlier. Greg Olson was cut. Whether he'll yeah. go to another team or go into commentary, um, he's hmm. got options. I would bet yeah. on commentary.
1: I'm just gonna say he retires. I, I don't think he plays again. I don't know. I think he wants to, but I just don't think I think he realizes he just doesn't have it anymore. Maybe he goes to the Bears. And maybe maybe he can get back on the Bears and be successful.
0: Oh, boy. I remember. Because Burton's no good. I remember drafting Greg Olson as a rookie on the Bears in Mm -hmm. an expensive league I was in. I was like, this guy's going to be good. And I was just like three years too early taking him because the Bears didn't know how to Mm. use him. And as soon as he went to the Panthers, he was a stud. Like, well, I was right. It just didn't help me in the first couple of years of trying to get him. (laughs) Yeah. All right, uh, one more thing. Darius Geis said he is healed from his MCL spray, and they caused him to miss the final three games of the 2019 mm. season. Mm-hmm. Does that do anything for you?
1: <sighs> he's... he's <laughs> uh, I just feel I feel bad for him. At least he played some this year, but I don't know. I just eh. just really when somebody gets hurt consistently like that, it just kind of makes me feel bad for somebody because he's got talent. There's no doubt about that. And he just needs to stay healthy. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with him this next year.
0: Yeah, there will be a lot of ifs in Washington next year. New coaches, (laughs) new D coordinators, new, I mean, a second-year quarterback. There's rumors that they're going to try and go after Tom Brady. Oh, boy, don't even start that. (laughs) Apparently the Raiders are in that mix. They're going to go hard after him if he doesn't re-sign with the Patriots. Eh, I just, I... I still see the same old Redskins for at least a year before they get some stuff together. But Mm -hmm. that NFC East was not what we wanted it to be this last season.
1: Do you think Tom Brady really wants to go to the Redskins? Seriously. I don't see him wanting to do that.
0: He, he, you would think that that would not be high on his list of teams if he were <laughs> going to leave. I have a feeling, and now this could be good for the AFC East, could be good for the AFC in general. If the Patriots feel like they can't let Tom Brady walk, and now he's not going to take the hometown discount anymore, right? They have right. to throw 30 million dollars a year at him and that will probably make that team worse because they don't have the cash to shore up some other spots. So while you don't want to see Tom Brady play anymore, we're done. We'd rather just be over this saga. The dynasty has been done. He has proven himself to be one of the greats. Yep, We can do without him, but I don't think he wants to be done No, I mean, after
1: the Super Bowl commercial, he definitely said he wasn't done. (laughs) So he's playing. I guarantee he's going to be somewhere. Yeah. He's not going to be sitting on his couch watching football. I promise you that.
0: Probably not, but let's hope he re-signs with the Patriots and that just makes them a worse team all around because they don't have <laughs> money to throw anywhere else. And he's like, I'm finally going to take what I think I deserve because I've been taking a discount all these years. And he's just going to go out there and dink and dunk and <laughs> <You know, laughs> going to be that's the most boring right football. Because the <laughs> Patriots were not exciting this year, like, at all.
1: No, but they just good enough to win the division and obviously – they weren't good enough to get anywhere in the playoffs, but I could see the Bills being good enough to win the division. I don't want to predict anything for the Jets or definitely not the <laughs> Dolphins, but I mean, I, I'm just disappointed with the Jets that we didn't have Darnold for three games. And that, that could have at least gave me some kind of hope. You know, maybe we are eight and eight, and that's like, okay, we're almost there, nine and seven, and we squeeze in. But yeah, it was just kind of disappointing. Yeah, he got he got that mono sickness, and that sucks.
0: Yeah, instead of the Jets squeezing in, it was the Titans squeezing in, yep. and they had the AP Comeback Player of the Year in Ryan Tannehill. So, yeah, congrats yeah. to him. We liked him from the beginning. Hopefully, yes, we, we get to see him do good things from here on out. But that is going to wrap it up for the NFL fantasy fuel on the fire episode (laughs) of sports related material and the season's over so it's going to be interesting finding topics from here on out (laughs) we're going to be talking about long snap snapper extensions we're going to be talking about um third string um safeties that were cut and uh it's going to be pretty riveting from here on out until like april probably when the draft is here which means yeah. we'll be looking more into the college players probably in the coming weeks and doing some that's, research that's and talking about those guys. So, yeah. in a way, there is plenty of material still out there. There's always material. <laughs> always. <laughs> always materials. All right. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're on TV slash Fuel or Facebook Live, wherever we're broadcasting, we appreciate it. And um it's going to be a long off season so <laughs> bear with us we're going to be there with you through all of the boring and exciting news in the next coming months so all right thanks guys have a good one <laughs>